0: Joy.
1: Well, but I, I mean, I remember, you know, being handed gifts, telling, being told, like, baby Jesus died so you could have this Nintendo, like, there were seriously, like, <laughs> um... Wow.
0: <laughs> wow. Yeah. That's, that's dark on so many levels.
1: of Pub Theology Live, a weekly conversation on life and faith over a craft brewed pint, a fine wine, or whatever happens to be in your glass. Catch new episodes weekly as the Reverend Shannon Meacham, Ogenholder, Holder, and a special guest address and engage what's happening through a theological lens, usually with a good brew in hand. Today we welcome Derek Weston, would you stop you, interrupting you me
0: can say all the lines if you want I, that was from
1: last is. time because he wrote uh, it or because i wasn't on the show and it was you and I do i have to start all over now
0: nope oh no we keep in that one
1: <laughs> <laughs> today we welcome derek weston derek is the director of programs and volunteers at hope springs a faith-based nonprofit that works on behalf of those living with hiv and aids in baltimore Derek also is a writer whose recent work was featured in the Our Bible app and is an avid hater of winter. That's
0: true. It is true. I, I too am an, am an avid hater of winter and I moved to the perfect place in New England. <laughs> you can show your love for <laughs> Well done. Man. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. And you gotta embrace it. You gotta you gotta you gotta the only way you make peace with it is to embrace it. I don't think that's true. <laughs> I, okay. Agree to disagree. You can show your love for pop theology live by becoming a supporter on Patreon Support us at the shut glass level, a mere two bucks a month. Can't even get a cup of coffee for that anytime or sign up at the pint growler level, keep the show rolling, get yourself some swag and get access to extended interviews with special guests and exclusive pre and post show videos. As we banter away, the Kanye watch continues by the way. So uh, tune in for that. Um, If you want us to come do a live recording in your town, we got a level for that. It's called The Bartender. Visit patreon.com slash ptlive to get started. Big thanks to our current patrons. And you can join the conversation on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube. Use the hashtag ptlive. That's all I got.
1: Today we are discussing the longest night of the year and the dark side of the Christmas season. So, what are we drinking today, Derek? What are you drinking as our guest?
2: I am drinking Monument City Brewing Company, a local uh, brewing company. Their Waterways Double IPA, which kind of has a map of the waterways around Baltimore. That's kind of cool.
0: Is it and made? F- is it made with water from those waterways? Oh uh, God, I hope not. Well, uh, <laughs> I mean, if it's Baltimore
1: City water, probably, but nonetheless.
2: Yeah, let's not. Let's not Hopefully, explore, it's distilled. Let's not explore distilled. that too much. <laughs> so there we go.
1: Ogan, what do you have today?
0: Well, it is. It is. It, I'm. I'm officially in Christmas mode now. We'll talk about that later. And it. It is our last show before. It is Christmas, I believe. Right? Yeah, yes. It is. So I'm going classic. Old New England Old eggnog. New
1: England eggnog.
0: Yes. Made with Kentucky straight bourbon whiskey, rum, brandy, and blended whiskey. God damn. Yeah, 15%. <laughs> 30 proof. Wow. We're we going to see how we get through the show.
1: Well, I debated um, about a Bailey's or something, but I'm going with the favorite Christmas beer, which we have now four left of, um, which I've had on the show, but the Trogs Mad Elf um christmas yes. special so um we are rationing at this point we've got to save at least we are, two for christmas we are in day dire streets. We're, you know so but i'm gonna put my baltimore football koozie over it so i can you know hold it better so um name something about christmas that most people like but you hate or at least dislike
0: Oh, my God, that's strong.
2: <laughs> oh, for those of you who are not watching the video, Ogan just made the the most fabulous face when he took his first sip of eggnog.
0: I'm not going to lie. I, this is the first year I'm actually trying this. I've seen it in stores. I use it on my own. But holy cow. <laughs> <laughs> Woo. Yeah. Mm, so, I'm
1: going to start because because Ogan has the perfect setup. I don't actually like eggnog.
0: Sacrilege. Wow.
2: I know. Wow. You've known this. I mean, I, it's one of those things about you that I, like, repress. Because, uh-huh. like, I don't want to actually believe it's true.
0: Okay. It's still, still a surprise every year, right? Yeah,
2: every year. Every year.
1: Like, I don't... I like it... Um, like, I'll drink it with mixed drinks and stuff. Like, I actually will make... Um, A play on a white Russian with it.
2: Mm.
1: It's actually called a
2: Christmas
0: Russian.
1: Okay, well, I'll make a Christian, but I also put Bailey's in it, so it doesn't really count.
0: So that's just a monstrous. It's
1: just a a blended.
0: I will blend it
1: with drinks. You
0: put Bailey's in the eggnog? I do. (laughs) (laughs) A little cream with your cream. (laughs) I know, right?
1: (laughs) I really like it, though. (laughs) Um, Really, I just should put eggnog in, or um, uh, nutmeg and cinnamon in it and that's really all i
0: use it for yeah.
1: <laughs> so yeah i don't i don't actually like eggnog that's one of my things
0: um i'm i'm not a big fan of of over the top decorations like mm. you know there are some people whose, you know like their homes inside and out who look like christmas threw up on them like the, like it's just, sure. just too much i don't mind you know string of lights here or there hang a wreath or something but but when your December electric bill equals January through November, like you, you're you're doing a bit right. too much. It's a little bit overkill. When your house can be seen from space, <laughs> yeah, that that much. I'm not I'm not a fan. I don't know that most people like that, but there 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 places that a lot of folks go over. In, up with that
1: in Baltimore, there's a neighborhood, and the it's actually 34th Street in Baltimore. And they, it's a whole street of that. Like yeah. they are super over the top. And like, I've never gone, cause every picture I see of it, like makes me like anxious just looking at it. I'm like, oh my, that is way overwhelming.
0: Um, also, I don't know if most people like it, but um, Christmas rom-coms, no. No,
1: I don't like them <sighs> either.
0: No. I don't either. But somebody must be watching them. Oh my gosh. Oh
1: no. I know plenty of people that are watching every single one of them. But like, I don't care for them at all. Like, especially the like, rent a boyfriend ones. Like, I have to bring Mm. a boyfriend home. Oh my god. Like, that just makes me vomit.
0: Yes. Yes. And, and you know, Hallmark was in the news recently because of the mess that they made. And mm-hmm. we don't necessarily have to talk about that. Yeah, but, no, but yeah. On the Hallmark Channel, they have a movie called The Christmas Princess and a movie called The Princess of Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> Two different movies, y'all.
1: I, I feel like you spent way more time with this I than I have. they're
2: very, very <laughs> different with incredibly different narrative arcs and intricacies and yeah. well-thought-out yeah. plot points.
1: So what is something that you hate that everybody else loves besides all of Christmas?
2: I was about to say Christmas Christmas count. <laughs> <laughs> um something about Christmas that I hate that everyone else seems to love. Um like honestly, it's it's the music. Like I could do without most secular Christmas songs. Like basically every secular Christmas song I could do without um i'm trying to think of an exception
0: have you been listening to take six christmas albums no oh dude man you are missing out no brings it
2: no i don't want no i don't want see everyone tries to do the like listen to this christmas album and then you will like christmas songs i'm like no i just hate you for making me listen to a different album
0: we, dis- we dislike your <laughs> dislike of Christmas. We're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna I know that. It kills
2: us. <laughs> my okay, but my I, dislike of Christmas is very I unpopular. I did send you
1: a super cool version of Christmas time is here the other day,
2: and it was it was it was pretty. Cool. It was awesome. It was, that was cool. awesome. I will give you. I will give you a who, who was that by?
1: Uh, I cannot pronounce their name, but I will send it to you, and I'll put it, really our,
2: it put it up was, on our. Put it up on our social actually, media. And there was actually two different versions, and it was it was pretty nice.
0: Yeah. that's my. Mm-hmm. That is my favorite christmas depression song well
1: so it's i mean it's kind of a little it's a little bit of a funk style
0: like it's yeah it's got a little funk to it it's
1: got a little funk to it it's a little fun
2: i look
0: forward to hearing
1: it yeah so so some people are purists like i think that those secular songs you can totally play with a lot like you can you can have some fun with it but you know nonetheless but yeah you know kind of i feel like your answer to that is all of christmas it's true and so i mean (laughs) (laughs) So as I, as I wrote the questions today, knowing you were on the show, because Brian got super busy, I, I kept this in mind. Um,
2: oh I feel like I've already titled this episode Derek Hates Christmas.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, so um, Derek and I do, and I've I, I mentioned this on the show, we do an Advent study every year, and this is a quote that came from um, Gareth Higgins, who is an Irish peacemaker. Um, this is the quote. One of the things that makes this season difficult for some is the sense of imposed happiness. The fact that you're supposed to feel or pretend to feel something deliriously joyful, imposing emotions on folk is troubling, not least because it doesn't work, but also because coercion is never a manifestation of love.
2: And when we read that the other day, I said, amen. You did. Very loudly. And I think, I think that is one of the hardest things for me about Christmas is the, it's the feeling of manufactured happiness. It's the, you're supposed to feel joyful. It's the, you're supposed to um, have all of this happiness and expectation and joy. And, and if you don't, there's something wrong with you i think there's been more and more i think lately there's been more and more discussion of you know there's more and more blue christmas services there's more and more people talking about this sort of stuff um but i just i just think you can't you can't manufacture happiness and you can't force people into being happy and I don't know that the season even necessarily lends itself to it, like theologically, but I—I I don't know. I struggle. I struggle a lot this time of year with that. Um, it's really hard for me. Like it's it's what four nineteen, and it's dark, and it's been snowing and gray and cold and wet all day, and I'm like, bah, humbug. <laughs>
0: you need to go wrap yourself in like just like four strings of christmas lights
1: <laughs> yeah because that would make him deliriously happy
0: like therapy christmas light therapy yeah uh, in in principle i i agree with the statement absolutely as well and and, and i know it's a later question but but you know this is a hard time for a lot of people for a mm-hmm. lot of different reasons and yes it is it is not necessarily loving to try to make them feel wrong about how they feel because it's a date on the calendar um so in principle absolutely i agree with this statement and today i manufactured some christmas joy in my house and i feel awesome i i i I was in i was in christmas funk up until this morning in fact like i posted the only decoration of only holiday decoration i've put up is a wallpaper on my phone so far like that's that's been it I've not I haven't even after last week's show when we talked about the Christmas music I still hadn't heard any Christmas music other than you know Uh the carols that that we've been singing at church and stuff and other than that I was just in the spunk and um Sarah my girlfriend had bought some some wreaths to hang on like the door and and she said could you can you hang find a way to hang these up so I was like all right I'm gonna go hang the wreaths so Trying to figure out how to hang the wreaths because we don't have reef hangers. And while I'm hanging them, I said, well, you know what? Might as well well put some music on. And I put on Glee. Last last week I mentioned that, that, (laughs) that, remember the TV show Glee? Mm -hmm. Like the show itself was a hot mess. But some of them arrangements, man, were banging. So I I, I put on the Glee Christmas albums. And all of a sudden, it's like the music has shifted me. Now, I'm sure I could have found some other non Christmassy music to do the same thing, but it got me in the mood. And all of a sudden, I'm like realizing okay, Reese are up. The music's got me jumping. What next? Right? We don't have anything in our house in terms of decorations. We got the Reese on the door now, and we got two Christmas cards. people send us and you're one of them thank you very much your family's gorgeous so, <laughs> you're welcome. you know there's by the way we only have up. two christmas
1: cards too so you know
0: <laughs> there's cinema- that's the extent of the decorations and i'd had this idea a couple of weeks back you know joy's not coming home for another couple of days and 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 friday or saturday sarah's gonna be heading to california to visit her family i just so we didn't go by a tree yet nothing mm-hmm. and i had this idea i'm going to make a tree of lights on a wall in my house, and that's instead of writing my instead of writing my talk, that's what I've been doing. The Christmas music, trying to try to eyeball and make it's a little crooked, but real trees are trying to eyeball and make a a, a tree shaped light sculpture on my wall, and like I'm suddenly in the Christmas mood, and I'm drinking like eggnog you could light on fire right now. <laughs> so much alcohol in it. and i I mentioned there's a lot of alcohol in this (laughs) thing i mean so so i i agree we shouldn't we should not try to impose it on others and at the same and at the same time i am also a fan of if we if we are we we honor the feelings that we have and if we're in feelings that we don't want right now we ask the question do we want to sit in these and if we do that's okay and if we're like you know what i i'd like to shift out of them cuz i ain't getting crap done and it's 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 really dragging me down how i mean how how can i shift so so i made a shift i don't know how long it's going to last it might last till like you know the next 3 hours and then that's probably till the eggnog hangover
2: i
1: was going to say <laughs> right until that eggnog's <laughs> over.
0: The
1: and then he's like i'm going to take a nap
0: <laughs> exactly uh so so and
1: that yeah. and that's that's been you know, our challenge through the the Christmas season, the last several years, has been like I don't I don't feign my joy of Christmas. Right. Like my my joy in Christmas, my happiness about this time of year is what gets me through the dark nights. Right. Not the Batman ones, but the the outside <laughs> ones. Like, cause I actually really like the Batman ones. Um
0: those, those, those were probably the best. They were, they were the best. They were <laughs> short.
1: So, so like I turn off all the lights in the house and let the Christmas tree light up the room. I like candles. Like I let, I kind of let that, um, play between, but in that advent play of darkness and light and it, and it's very meaningful for me. I, I love, thinking about what people might want and giving, I love wrapping presents like, and like Derek's just going, check, hate that, check, hate that, check, but like, I don't fake it. Like this isn't like, I'm gonna suck it up because the holiday demands it. Like I genuinely feel those things. And so this is, this has been part of the pull from both of us to, to allow and create space for both of those things,
2: and I think the one thing that I will say in in gratitude to you is that you you understand where I am this time of year, and you've never forced like you must be joyful on me. Like you've never done that. Like one, because it wouldn't work. But, I was gonna say, but <laughs> why waste my energy? <laughs> but but I but I also but I feel like there are people who are like borderline shaming about about people not feeling joy around this time of year. And you've never done that.
0: Now, I, do, you, I feel like do that's... you get to a place of joy eventually? Or or do you just like curmudgeon out the whole...
1: I give him <laughs> enough alcohol that he likes what's happening.
0: So, I, no, no. I, do, I,
2: I do have moments. Um, so like there's a few things like even going on in our house right now, like our, you know, we don't... Shannon's allergic to pine. I but am. we do have a candle that is kind of like Putting a pine smell in the house. And like, I like that. And like, I, you know, I got a, a caramel apple cider at Starbucks the other day, and that made me a little happy. And like, I have these, I have these like pockets of like, eh, that was kind of Christmas And then I kind of move on. Um, like, you know, Christmas Eve, Christmas Day, like, I can particularly like we spend Christmas Eve with a a family and like it's, it's been very lovely. We have a very, we have a very nice dinner. We have great conversations. We laugh a lot. And I love that. Christmas day, we exchange gifts. Um,
1: We, we, by the way, we don't get our kids till the day after Christmas.
2: We get our kids the day after. And like, I will be honest, like so much of my, joy around Christmas has really transferred to that seeing the kids joy when they are opening stuff. Yeah. Like it really has become that's, that's, uh, you know, that's, I feel like, and actually, I feel like that's part of, that's part of the grief I feel around the time of year is like knowing that I won't, there's very few things that give me the kind of joy that they have when they're experiencing Christmas, right? Right. And like I I but I love I love watching them experience Christmas. And I love the joy on their faces. And like I would never take that away from them. And like if I ever felt like my mood or my attitude was getting in the way of them experiencing the joy of Christmas, then like I would seriously check myself.
1: I think that's one of the I think that's one of the balances though, right? Is that So first off, one of the things that I really love about the quote, there's kind of two areas of this quote. Like, So there's the self-imposed happiness and feeling deliriously joy. And then he makes this, this comment, imposing emotions on folk is troubling, not least because it doesn't work, but also because, and this is what I just love, coercion is never a manifestation of love. Yeah. And like... So this is, irregardless of the season or of here's this present or whatever, like I love um, the, the, that idea, right? Like we, we often say, um, if it's not the voice of love, it's not the voice of God, right? And so and to impose that idea of oh. I need you to feel something right now for me I mean, and there's, listen, in relationships, we all do a little bit of sucking up. Like, I'm not in the mood, but like, you want to go to this concert, let's go. You know, there's, everybody makes some compromises.
2: Yeah, you're talking about me. Uh,
0: I was going to say.
1: And you enjoy yourself every time.
0: Is this a hypothetical or?
1: Okay, I don't have a better example right now, but nonetheless.
0: Uh
1: But... But I never. Let's go, let's
0: go for the low hanging fruit. <laughs> I, I, I mean,
1: I think I think that the it, there's a difference between what we're describing and that forcing you to be grateful for right. you know that like yeah, I I think absolutely. there's a the
0: what's wrong with you? Why aren't you happy? It's crazy, exactly. Right. exactly.
1: And there can be room for both. There can be the acknowledgement of okay you know i'm gonna today on christmas morning shannon is really excited to give me her presents like i'm gonna put this aside for a minute but there's also room i mean i have a lot of feelings on christmas about not having family to be with or family that's healthy for us to be with you know like like i have a lot of feelings about that on christmas so there's always space created you know
0: for and 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 some try to some try to make that connection of it's Christmas. We're celebrating the birth of a baby. What's not to celebrate about that? That's, that's a happy event. And I'm like, well, actually, <laughs> when, when, you, when you look at the story, you know, we got this young couple who, you know, up to this point are not married. She's, she's with, she's pregnant. So, you know, they're getting a lot of shade being thrown at them. She's got to go take this journey on the back of a donkey at like, Uh, they're not surrounded by family. They get to this town and there's no inn, So they got to be in a stable with animals. You know, it smelled like shit in there. And then childbirth is its whole experience. And then to make matters worse, who shows up, but a bunch of smelly shepherds, right? What, what speaks of joy in that (laughs) scenario? I'm just wondering. Well,
1: there's a lot of joy in that. But
0: I dare you to tell me. To other, okay, so so let me let me retract that. All right. Other than the moment of holding this newborn in your arms. Like like that's I can see that as the joy moment. I mean, I was I remember being there as as, as you two uh, Derek, you probably were Shannon, you definitely were there at the birth of your kids. This eggnog is a real <laughs> In. Um, yes I was, yes I was there Thank the you. Birth to my daughter <laughs> and and you know you know it's like it's like the, the days and hours of absolute pain and fatigue leading up to it and then you hold this, this this little person in your arms and there's tears and there's this overwhelming sense of joy and love I get that in that moment and then the fatigue kicks in and then it's a whole thing and you know so so I can give that moment but other than that
1: well first off everything was smelly all the time like the sense that things weren't smelly is a very new concept for us but second like i t- i 100% like get teary of the idea of the community that surrounds that family in that moment i think that is beautiful and the shepherds yes
0: but that's not their community it's a bunch of strangers
1: which is even more beautiful but it's their community from like the israelite community it's their anyway we're getting off topic in the sense (laughs) that they're because what we're actually talking about two very different things right so on one hand there's the nativity story that you're describing and everything we've kind of been talking about thus far has been like secular christmas
0: Right, right. But but I'm just saying, people use a nativity story as to try also to impose joy.
1: Well, but I, I mean, I remember (laughs) you know being handed gifts, telling, being told like, baby Jesus died so you could have this Nintendo. Like there were seriously like, um... wow, wow,
0: that's that's dark on so many levels. Oh my god.
1: (laughs) I mean. And and I I really don't oh, want to talk about what our house was killing like.
0: <laughs> oh, well, I mean, Herod, like. Killing baby
1: Jesus.
2: Oh, I mean Herod. Herod's killing baby Jesus. But other than like, like baby Jesus is dying, and it's all my fault. So, like so here have, a, have this present. Was it, a, was it an NES or a Super yeah. Nintendo? Okay, like, first Nintendo off, which Nintendo were you getting for the death of baby Jesus? It was the original yes, Nintendo. Okay.
1: And second off, wow. um. No, there was this sense of, so first, well, and again, not to get too much into it, because I just don't want to talk about it, like, but there was this um, abundance, there was, there was a, there was an overabundance of things in our house growing up, like, presents were shoved at you, and they were supposed to be love, you know, and, and that, it's not that I don't um, appreciate a good present, right, it's, it's not that. It was, here is all this stuff, damn it, don't you feel loved? Like, that, that it was, that to me is that coercion, that, like, not saying thank you after you open this super ugly sweater from your grandma, or, like, she once sent me expired macaroni and cheese, but nonetheless, like, (laughs) yeah, that's a thing, actually. Um... (laughs) That's a grandma. Yeah, but you thing. know
0: what? You know what? It was probably still good, and you ate it, didn't you?
1: <laughs> no, you know what? I tried to eat it, and <laughs> I tried to eat it. And the, the fun fact, friends: the the Kraft macaroni and cheese in the box with the pa- powder packet. Uh-huh. That powder, after time, apparently goes bad. Do you know how old it has to be to really? go bad? Wow. It was disgusting. I mean, I didn't eat it. Like, I opened the package and was like, "Oh hell no, that's not <laughs> happening." But, like, it was it, – so, I'm not talking about being rude to your grandma. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm not talking about putting a smile on your face and saying thank you when someone gives you a gift. Like, that's not what he's talking about with this coercion. Right. Right? Right. It's, 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 it's the other. It's the – you have to wake up on Christmas morning as Cindy Lou Who and be super grateful and happy – that somebody has come stolen all your presents and joy is all around. And, you know, it's, it's just, I I think there needs to be room for, for, for all the feelings that these holidays stir up in people and, and space created in private moments, space created in family moments to recognize loved ones who aren't there Or, you know, to acknowledge those things of remembering Christmas's past when so-and-so was around or um, telling funny stories with each other, you know, just allowing allowing space for that. Um, And some churches have started, a lot of churches have started creating space for that. So many churches now have a longest night service or a blue Christmas service where they create space around the holidays um for those which find it difficult for whatever reason right so it could be um missing loved ones it could be um just the darkness this time of year um that it's hard so do you participate or have you ever participated in a longest night or blue christmas service and has it changed how you view this time
0: um what what i've done the last few years is um not so much a service but just a gathering discussion group of sharing stories and sharing how folks feel we actually had one uh after church this past sunday and one coming up um next sunday and yeah it's always it's always so powerful and humbling to to be with folks who are who are struggling at this time of year for all the various reasons whether it's because they're not Close to family, or they're close to family they don't like, or mm-hmm. they're they're you know they're alone, alone, or uh, the the holidays are a grief trigger uh, for folks. I was you know I what, what um, is there anyone else <laughs> for the angel bells? Yeah, <laughs> or is that just me and my egg now? Oaken just got his wings,
1: everybody! <laughs> Yay! <laughs>
2: That eggnog is doing a
0: number on <laughs> you, man.
1: Like, Those of you that are watching this video, Hogan's eyes are like three times bigger than they normally are.
0: And they're big enough as they are. Um, <laughs> so like me, 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 for example, like the holidays usually tend to be a grief trigger for me, but they yeah. hadn't really been this year until this past weekend i went to uh, see joys joy uh, is in chicago at dance major in college and i went to see her and an end of semester performance um mm-hmm. and it was it was amazing and um some some of our friends were there as well who live in the chicago area and we had a great time and i came back home and just felt like crap because seeing her do what she's doing every time she hits a benchmark in terms of becoming a young adult it, it's a grief trigger and then all of a sudden the holidays were piled on top of it and yeah. I was in that funk um and 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 not to go back to the the me manufacturing my my joy today it wasn't that i was trying to avoid the funk uh mm-hmm. i'm gonna sit in it as long as i need to sit in it but it was just the thing that it, it it happens to a, a lot of people and I think it's very important that we have these services and these gatherings and these groups and these conversations so that people don't feel ostracized so that they yeah. don't feel like they don't belong there's a there's a certain deeper sense of belonging when when people can get together in in their sadness and their grief and their pain and their discomfort especially at this time of year because i think a lot of people feel i'm the only one that's feeling this because everybody else looks joyful all the lights are up all the presents are falling everybody christmas music you know bad rom-coms are going you know <laughs> it's it's why am i the only one who feels this way and no one is ever the only one who feels anything
1: right and and nothing makes that feeling worse than feeling alone in it like and i i th- I think there's a difference between you putting on Christmas music and saying, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to feign this for a little while and put it on hold for a minute. There's a big difference between that and someone self imposing or someone imposing that on you. Right. Like, right. There's a big difference there. I I think it's completely healthy to say, you know what, I'm going to, if this is your thing, I'm going to put on some music. I'm going to wrap some presents because I haven't really felt like it. So I'm going to, I'm going to kind of fake it till I make it moment. Um, we've, we've done a longest, or we've done a blue Christmas service. We've never done a longest night service. Um, and I, I started it after my divorce and it, it kind of fizzled out. Um, we did one last year. Now I just kind of invite people to, um, other, other people's service if they feel so moved, but it was, it was really helpful for a lot of people. Um, So,
0: so. I'm going to ask the obvious question now. Not to start nothing, but Derek, do you attend the Blue Christmas service? Well, so I haven't I haven't gone to
2: Ashland's, but I I did go to a Blue Christmas service uh a couple years ago. And uh our friend Gray who was a uh, guest on the show a couple of months ago uh was the um was the was presiding over that particular service and um So, what? and here's what I loved about that service. What I loved about that service was it wasn't just a bunch of people who brought their grief um, into the space of worship. The grief was also reflected back from the pulpit because, and, and Gray's story is Gray's to tell, but Gray was also going through a lot of really heavy stuff and that was a part of his homily And it was, it was the fact that we were, uh, what you're saying about like being, um, not being alone in it, like that was incredibly meaningful for me. Like to be in that space where a whole bunch of people were just kind of going, you know what? I am not feeling the joy that everyone says we're supposed to feel in this season. And there's legit reasons why. And we all kind of brought them forward and shared them with each other. And, lamented together and there was something incredibly powerful about that. Yeah. Um and I you know I so I I did I did have that experience and I thought it was I thought it was I thought it was really meaningful. I thought it was really great. And actually I think that year in particular it actually kind of freed me up to feel some of the joy as the season continued. It freed me up to say like oh I've 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 been intentional about doing the grief work. And now I can feel the joy a little bit more. Um, it's, it, it's, it's a hard space. Um, and, and again, I, I think Gray did a great job of really curating that space in such a way of making it a meaningful experience for people. Um, and, and, and part of that was, uh, and I just truly respect the vulnerability that he showed in sharing his own pain in the midst of that worship service, because so often I think clergy can set themselves apart from their people, um, particularly in moments of pain. But for him to say like, no, I'm, I'm in this moment of pain with you. This particular service was just,
0: it was, it was beautifully it's, done. It's, a, it's good. And that's, that's good. It's a, it's a fine line between being vulnerable to share him in the pain and I am processing my pain while I'm preaching. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. At, it, was, right. it wasn't,
2: it wasn't, it wasn't him using that space as therapy as, as his own therapy. Yeah. Right. And yeah, like, yeah, I, Which I, I
0: think a lot of, a lot of preachers don't do it because, yeah. you know, they're not, and, and it's weird because so when I was in seminary, you know, I was told, don't talk about it until you've done enough work and processed enough of it and for me it was like I hear that but then if I'm talking about it after the fact then there's a there's a for me a certain sense of inauthenticity because I'm not yep. in that space anymore well it
1: promotes the sense that you have it all together all the time right and that yep.
0: and that too so it's 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 a fine line to walk and the people who do it well allow others to uh, to feel validated in their in their pain and feel a sense of connectedness and, and, yeah. and belonging as, as you were as you were saying so so good. Yeah.
1: Well and there's there's so there's precedent for this, right? So the longest night of the year um, is December 21st, right? The winter solstice. So the date of Christmas was first established by the Romans in the fourth century of the common era to conso- coincide with the celebration of the winter solstice
0: coincide or appropriate let's 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 get the okay
1: well anyway (laughs) either way it was an intentional time (laughs) that they chose so this is according to um forever conscious the winter solstice celebrates the longest hours of darkness or the rebirth of the sun and is believed to hold a powerful energy for regeneration, renewal, and self-reflection. In pagan times, winter solstice was referred to as the Yule, and was a celebration of the goddess moon energy. It is believed that on this day, the moon would give birth to the sun. So does this idea of the correlation turn you off, or do you find um, the season of Advent is enhanced? because it coincides so close closely with the winter solstice. I
2: would actually, I would actually like to spend more time thinking about um, our natural cycles, you know, and like thinking about winter and the winter solstice is like far more energizing for me and i i hate to say this but like as a you know then thinking about a baby in palestine like like there is something so much more present and and accessible thinking about the winter solstice and thinking about this is a set time for and i know it's it's all mythology but like a time for the sun to be Re energized and reborn, so that the sun can come back and do what the sun does. Like, there's something actually really powerful and beautiful about that in a way that actually jives with my experience of the actual winter season. Um,
1: but isn't that a lot of the true intention of Advent? That that we secularly skip over, but sacredly isn't that the intention of Advent?
0: Yes, and and no, and no,
2: and no, <laughs> and no. because it, like we don't actually like we still focus it around Jesus, and like we're Christians, so we gotta, we're gonna focus things around Jesus. But like that, uh, we talk about darkness, but so much the, of the darkness that we talk about in terms of the prophet is metaphorical darkness. The people in darkness have seen a great light. Like, it's a metaphorical darkness. Like, I want to talk about the actual fucking, like, it's quarter to five and everything's dark outside. Like, that's what I want to talk about. There it is. Sorry, It was like...
1: (laughs) Every part of my December and January is spent with Derek going, it's this time and the sun is either setting or the sun has set or some form of that Sorry, I, you, I apologize for
2: that. No, you don't need to apologize.
1: It's I'm just,
0: with you, man. I'm it's
2: with just, with it's you. just it's just like but but it's it's that reality of like the actual darkness, the actual cold, the actual like death that we're surrounded by in this season. And like to highlight that and to bring it to, to bring it to the fore in like some less metaphorical ways and some real um, nature-based, you know, you know, so often what we criticize what, what Christianity has criticized pagan religion religions for is being you know earth-based and earth-worshipped. But like we I actually think that that there is a detriment to Christianity to being so divorced from Earth and natural cycles, and um, you know, I think that's where we we get things that perpetuate climate change. But that's another. I think another that's topic. modern
1: church, though. I don't think that's true, but, scripturally based. Come, come to
0: the unity, man. We are full of pagans and
2: but uh,
0: but, you, 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 but you know what i'm saying you know i do know what you're saying you hence, know what I'm hence saying. why i said the thing before about appropriation about about exactly the ways you know. that and
2: you're right it is it is modern christianity it's modern christianity that has been so divorced from the natural cycles of the way that life and death happen that we are not in tune with um we're not in tune with the cold. We're not in tune with the dark. We're not in tune with the death and the dying of the beginning. Well, age. and just to be fair. That's, and the fact that those things give birth to new life. Right. New life. Regeneration.
1: I mean, that's just not modern Christianity. That's modern life. Right. Yeah. Like, we have heaters and air conditioning to, to regulate our temperatures. Like, so I, I do a, a clergy retreat the first Monday of every month. And this is what we were talking about is that like we we don't pay attention to the natural rhythm of our lives which in in north america would be that right now we would actually be sleeping more you know we would I'm be all for we i mean this is the natural time of year in which like we should be going to bed at seven o'clock and getting up you know like we should be sleeping 12 hours. And then in the summer we sleep less time and are more active and um, we should be less active because the cold makes us that way. And and we don't have those natural rhythms anymore
0: um, because we I'm, create houses I'm, that don't I'm, have to. I'm, I'm clearly doing it wrong because I pretty much sleep nine to 10 hours and I'm not very active all <laughs> <of> time <system laughs>
1: like but take that take okay so take that that you're supposed to sleep if you're supposed to sleep when it's darkest then you would sleep the most on december 21st and we have made that the busiest time of year yeah we have made that the time where we run around like crazy and have events multi-days a week and we've we have done the exact opposite of that and you're that's fighting, what you're, naming. you're
0: fighting yep. against our, our natural internal clocks absolutely right. um and and and, and yeah. so we should
1: move Jesus' birthday to the fourth of july
0: there you go uh, well i
1: mean if you <laughs> listen if
2: you want it to be this all night party then yeah but i think i think though but back to the original question like there's nothing about that pagan understanding of the solstice that hurts my understanding of christmas like and, no, and, in fact, and in fact, it, it actually, it, it's, it enhances the season for me um, in some really, in ways that feel more tangible and more accessible.
1: It's so fascinating to me that the first three centuries didn't care about celebrating the birth, right? Yeah. Like they just didn't care. And I would,
0: I would love to have been in that like, you know, PR meeting for the church. When they're like, you know, all right, this whole this whole pagan solstice thing is getting out of hand. Right. We got to find some way to to counteract this. You know, what can we come up with to to, to impose? And, Jesus' this. birthday. And, and somebody <laughs> said, yeah, you know what? We're, you know we're what? all big about celebrating his death. Right. No one's no one's seen anything about his birth. We don't know when he was born. We don't care. It's happening now. <laughs> and
1: I and again, like I actually care. I care less about that whole conversation than I do about the beauty of the last how many centuries? Twenty one minus four. <laughs> 17 centuries. Um, I I care more about finding the beauty in that theology of of like keeping watch over our flocks by night, right? Like this is, we, we're the shepherds in the story who in the night, in the midst of the long night are keeping watch for, for God to renew the world, right? And so I don't care if they, they looked at that like pagan understanding and went, wow, that's really good, let's use that. Like, it's good, let's use it, right? Like, let's yeah. go with it and why not
0: this this past sunday speaking of the shepherds watching over their flocks i was making reference to to yes the shepherds you know of the night of the nativity um, but then i uh, i was going for the idea of of it's in, in unity we we do everything differently so if you're following the advent sundays this past sunday was joy and then next sunday's love for some reason in unity we switched those two around i don't know why I don't know if we're just trying to be stubborn for. This no just reason. weird, but but or I, I, I think my understanding is got to be different. The idea was, you know, where it was
1: Elgin's idea. Let's be honest.
0: <laughs> no, it was not. <laughs> Trust me. It makes more sense <laughs> the other way around. But I think because we're culminating in the birth, they wanted to end with joy. I don't know. It's just the weirdest thing. Anyways, we're talking about love. And I was going for the idea of love in action and doing the whole what you do to the least of these you do to me Mm -hmm. sort of deal. And, and and making the tie-in to that whole passage because it starts with separating the sheep from the goats and the sheep are supposed to be good and the goats are bad. I'm like, what do people have against goats? And I'm flashing pictures up on the screen of, of cute baby goats. And I'm of like, cute well, baby goats <laughs> are so cute. Who could hate the goats? Right? Why are the goats getting the bad rap? And What's, I
1: guarantee somebody I mean? in your congregation <laughs> has done goat yoga. I guarantee it.
0: Yes, because as I was saying this, somebody yelled that out right? <laughs> goat yoga. Like, the, why is that a thing?
1: Listen, if somebody in my congregation has done goat yoga, somebody in your congregation has definitely done it.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Somebody in my congregation probably invented it. Uh, you know, we're, 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 we're all over the place like this. I, I like the, I, I do like the, the light comparisons because you know, in unity, we, we the, the idea of Jesus' birth is 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 symbolizing our own awakening to our christ nature and it's not a one-time event it's every time we choose to be Mm love, we choose to be peace we are we are we are birthing christ consciousness uh you know the second coming is us it's it's not jesus coming down on a white horse from the clouds it's every time we choose to live as a christ so it's it's us shining our light and that that parallel is 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 what is is kind of the the underlying story which i think you know know pulls from the pagan traditions but it does make christmas make more sense because you know for me it's it's i i struggle i always struggle with at christmas time also at easter but even more so at christmas with this story and I'm, I'm like like who still really thinks it happened this way like this like this is like the craziest story ever and um i'm a hundred percent convinced this is a hundred percent fiction of (laughs) of the Christmas story like there's like the only perhaps element of truth in this story is that a baby was born like that's it right um and and nothing else around that for me I take as as actually happened and at the same but it's a great story like I always say don't don't let the truth get in the way of a good story it's a great story it's an inspiring story and one once we can relate to on on many on many levels.
1: But I wish, I mean, I wish that we, in modern Christianity, wouldn't pretend that this connection to earth, connection to creation, then universe, the universality, right? The sun and the moon and the stars were somehow other than Christianity, right? Sure. So we label it pagan and it somehow, then it becomes null and void. So rather than embracing the beauty of the symbolism that the darkest night of the year happens just days before we celebrate God being burst into the world, you know? Like, why can't we embrace that beauty rather than the opposite? Now again, we're talking about Northern Hemisphere here too. I can't imagine doing this in Australia. (laughs) So, you
0: know. <laughs> yeah really come over to unity new thought christianity universalism for, for everyone No, yes. <laughs> and you're right to your point <laughs> this sort of kind of only makes sense in the northern hemisphere right what is <laughs> right <laughs> like, like, are like people in the south are like oh wait does the are they doing the darkness is beginning now or right doing- yeah, well like, like I, made, I mean i just made a joke about so much sun outside <laughs> right, i just made a
1: joke about moving it to july but all i have to do is go to australia or new yeah, zealand yeah. and like
0: Boom! Right, like in are, Africa,
1: are, you know, are like there,
0: are their darkest days beginning when our lightest days are beginning? Yeah, so they got yeah. the whole reverse. What do they do down under? <laughs>
1: What's well, we thing? should get out somebody out. on the show and find out. <laughs> yeah. or, we should, or we should go to we should, we should go to Australia. somebody should buy us at the bartender level, and we will come to New Zealand <laughs> and do a show, yes. and we will talk about
0: this. No, not New Zealand. They're covered in ash right now. Australia. Right? Okay, yeah. I'll show Australia. You. Australia. That's fine. But anyway, no, whatever. whatever.
1: <laughs> I mean, nope, I'm okay to go. To
0: no, <laughs> no, we're serious. If you were listening, or Brazil, or
1: you know, anyway. But yeah, I mean, Many I
0: places warm and sunny in December if you're yep. listening,
1: but why why not I guess my, this is the question we can leave with that I'll leave with is why not embrace um at, at least let's take American christianity or or progressive American Christianity, right? Why not embrace the beauty of the symbolism of the two,
0: right? Why well, instead of running from it, let's embrace it. You can't take the focus off of Jesus because if you take the focus off of Jesus, but see, I don't not. think
1: you have to take the focus off of Jesus to see the correlation.
0: Okay, and when I say take the focus, you can't share the spotlight, there's only one There's only one follow spot. Okay, you're asking it to shine on two things.
1: I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm <laughs> literally talking about the sun and the sun, so I think it's fine. I got it.
0: <laughs> but the sun was worshipped as a god, the sun. And, and, and we you know, worship
1: the sun as a god, so it's fine.
0: <laughs> I understand what you're going with, but no, for some reason not. <laughs> that vowel, that one vowel, makes a whole difference. Well,
1: on that note, we'll agree to disagree.
0: There
1: you go. <laughs> and friends, you have wasted another hour with Ogan and Shannon, and a great big special thanks to our guest Derek um we'd like to thank the originator of pub theology um brian burkoff and our producer who you know is here today a lot of
0: editing to do <laughs> <laughs> don't touch a thing man don't
1: touch a thing. <laughs> um connect and spread with us on social media listen anytime on soundcloud stitcher apple or google podcasts watch us on youtube tv facebook instagram tv Um, You can sign up with us uh, to be a supporter at patreon.com slash ptlive and find and create a pub theology in your town. Info at pubtheology.com slash directory. And until next time, friends, drink responsibly and keep those conversations flowing.